Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Josiah Emmanuel Salina, a.k.a. Joe Memo. I'm about to rebrand this radio show with a brand new name. That is going to be the Metronomes. Um, I just was explaining it to my special guest this evening. Uh, kind of a quadruple metaphor, per se. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to remember all the metaphors now at the back of my head. But um, basically, how I came up with the name Metronomes is... Uh, my special guest guessed the first one correctly, which is a metronome in musical terms is something to help keep you on time with the bars, like a TikTok sound. Uh, also has to do with gnomes, like the little fantasy uh, shorty midgets that have little dunce hats on their heads. Um, it also has to deal with an expressing of an opinion, which is like the unknown definition of the word gnomes, if you look it up in the dictionary. And the word metro to tie into it, I recently... S- found this really really heavenly place called metro life church and uh they have been so good to me in the past four to five weeks um it's really been a blessing a really encouragement um to just be hopeful for this next chapter of my life um even though it's been a rough rebranding process to get to this point but i'm really looking forward to the future ahead anyway without further ado i'd like to introduce probably one of my best uh new friends I've made this year, Chris Larson. Um, he is a member of Metro Life Church, um, also leads a small group I attend on Friday evenings. Uh, he can give himself a little plug if he wants to. It's led by him and um, Claire Elizabeth. Um, and then he, I guess he can give you the rundown on who he is, his background a little bit. We'll give him like a 30 second to a minute intro to be brief. Uh, Mr. Chris, how are you feeling that's, this That's going to be hard. <laughs> Brevity is not my strength, man. <laughs> you know this. <laughs> yeah. so how are you feeling this evening, first of all? I'm feeling pretty good, man. I'm feeling pretty good. This that's is awesome. cool. This is my... You you have the uh, honor of being my first podcast appearance ever. I've yes. never been on a podcast before. I've always wanted to be. So this is kind of cool. That's awesome. That's yeah. so awesome. So tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you're a PK just like me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one thing I... I forgot to ask you about was, um, in spite of the challenges of being a PK, when you came to the realization that Jesus was your Lord and Savior, you didn't hold any of your, like, um, any bad experiences you had with church or family against the real Savior, correct? I would say that was more of a process than an immediate, than an immediate thing. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, for me, it was just, uh, yeah, so like growing up as a PK, there's um, weird amounts of pressure and sort of you end up negotiating like a really weird relationship with Jesus yeah. where like, yeah, he's it's sort of your relationship with Jesus feels like it's a performance from a very young age that you have to kind of keep going for other people. So I think for me, it's sort of been a process of both trying to like negotiate my way out of that where I my tendency is still to just sort of do that, to perform that like I'm at some sort of higher spiritual level than I actually am. Um, but also just sort of, yeah, it's an ongoing process to sort of be okay with the fact that like, yeah, that was like an unhealthy part of um, growing up. But at the same time, um, those were good people and those are people who love Jesus mm-hmm. and I need to not hold that against them. So I would, I would not say it was uh, instantaneous. I would say it's an ongoing process. Awesome, awesome. I remember we discussed this and uh, this ongoing process of it moving from head knowledge to heart knowledge because of my up, the, our, both of our upbringings. Um, so, on the flip side, to get into today's topic, because everyone knows that I'm the, the music head of the show and this is like my number one purpose of podcasting. Um, 
What was your first introduction to Taylor Swift? And what are three things about her that are keeping you a fan or made you a fan to begin with? So this is actually a good story. I, um, so growing up, my family had a, a weird relationship with pop music. Yeah. So my younger siblings, you know, it's totally fine. They were, they were allowed to listen to it. But as usual, sort of with, with me and my sister, who were the, the oldest and the guinea pigs, yeah. uh, it was it, it was much less approved of. So I was really wasn't allowed to listen to Taylor Swift, as far as I was aware. And so what I would do is I got my first. Um, it was a, it was an iPad when I was like. 12, I think, or maybe 11. And so what I would do is late at night, my act of rebellion is I would, I would go downstairs and I'd grab my iPad and I'd run back up to my room and I'd pull the covers over me and I'd plug in my headphones and listen to Taylor Swift music. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know why her, like I really don't know why her. Um, but yes, my earliest experience of listening to Taylor Swift um, is uh, is listening to her at like midnight, like under the covers feeling so rebellious. Oh. Um, I don't know, three things, three things that are keeping me a fan. Uh, for me, I don't know. I don't know if I can give you three. For me, it's always been about the songwriting. I just yeah. I her songwriting. Um, I mean, she can she can write a bop if she wants to, but yes. like some of her slower stuff, some of her uh, more story oriented story oriented stuff yeah. is just like I don't know, it's so good. So yeah. I, I I would have to say the storytelling is just tops for me. Yep. You you know this is a PK joke. You know you're a sheltered person if you think Taylor Swift is rebellion. Because I know, right? <laughs> for me, for me, it was like. Eminem, 50 Cent, Britney Spears. <laughs> Much yeah. more explicit artists. Yeah, no, I remember Taylor Swift has a, has a line in Red, which is you know her best album. Yeah. Um, she has a line of the lucky one where she says something along the lines of... Um, Oh, what did she say? She got your. She says you took your money and your dignity and you got the hell out. And I remember hearing that and going like, "Oh my, oh my god, that's so edgy. Yeah. Like I can't believe I'm listening to this." Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we all have. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, in light of that, because I agree with you on Red being Taylor's best album, um, the three selections I have for tonight, though, I think encapsulate the peak of Taylor's era, which is. We um, talked about this. Yes, which is Red, 1989, and Reputation. Um, I think that's where Taylor kind of peaked. Uh, not saying that she's not putting out any good stuff after that. It just means that I kind of feel like it's going to be hard to reach that peak of her career again unless she has like a serious resurgence further down the road. Uh, but to this day, she's madly successful. Let's see what our opinions uh, agree or differ on these three selections. So we're about to get this party started. Let's go. No better way than ready for it. Here we go. Nothing bad. 
that's taylor trying to try out i think she missed out on like the hunger games soundtrack or something no she was on there i just feel like she had a great song on there yeah i just feel like ready for it seemed like a missed opportunity that also could have been on the hunger games soundtrack only because of that bridge section but i'll get into that in oh, yeah, that's detail, maybe. oh that's true that's true <laughs> i was wondering where you're going with that i was like i don't, I don't know if i buy that but yeah yeah chris caught it now all right that's going to be going up against ready by brit nicole here we go
by Britt Nicole up against Ready For It by Taylor Swift. All right, just in case Chris needs an example of who to follow, I'll give my comments first, not to brag. Um, Please do. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, the reason why I put these two together is because I felt like I'm both ready for it and ready. They both experimented with a little pop rappy flow when you're like singing in a more rappy flow way, even if you're not a rapper. I think Ready took more of a little bit of more of an R&B pop approach, um, even though it's still heavily pop. While Ready For It, I feel like only had a taste of R&B on the chorus part where I feel like, which I mistook for DJ Mustard producing, but actually um, Chris Larson will give you the right producer in a second. Um, As far as the whole uh, heavy dubstep uh, type of bass on uh, Ready For It, It took a little getting used to at first, I'm not going to lie. I think everyone was taken aback the first time they put the Reputation CD or the first time they were streaming it, and all they hear is this... Uh, It was like, okay, like that's way different from the intro we got on 89 and Red. Uh, It seems like, okay, she's really throwing her countryside right out the window now. So do I think it's a good setup for the album? Yes. Do I think... It took a lot of growing for fans to get into it, yes. But for the ones who felt it at first, I mean, it was mind-blowing what Taylor was able to do with that, especially after her whole backseat freestyle gig with Kendrick and then trying to get the Bad Blood track. Um, So she was trying to dip her heels a little bit and rap there. So I applaud her for uh, extending her boundaries. Between these two tracks, though, which do I think is better? (sighs) If I'm going for quality, package, and everything as a whole, i got to give it to Taylor. What about you? Yeah, so this is this is so weird because like uh, so I don't even know if we're gonna get to this era. One of my favorite uh, Taylor eras is kind of when Jack Antonoff took over producing most of her stuff, kind of on. Because I'm a big Jack Antonoff fan. Awesome. Um, I love the stuff that he produces, and he produced some stuff on Rap in 1989. Um, 
but uh, like he really kind of took over her sound in like right. Lover, I think. So yes, Ready for it is a, is I think it's a Max Martin and Shellback. Yes, possibly. Series, I think. I think you're correct. But I yeah, don't quote me on that. But like I don't know. When I heard it for the first time, I hated it. I hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Um, but it is that kind of like I don't know. It's it's I think as a song. I'm not sure it's her best work. It has some cool lyrical like moments, but like as a song, I don't know that it's like my favorite. But as like yeah, like as like a mood setter for the album and for like oh no, we're doing a new thing this yes. time around, right? I think like that very much. Like it, it very much kicked off an era in like a, a really good way. Yeah. So I love it for that. I had never heard that Brit Nicole song. Um, I I don't know if I doubt I'll, I'll have heard any of these Brit Nicole songs. Um, but I, I actually really, really like that. And I think I, I probably like the sound on that a lot better than I like nice. Ready For It. Nice. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, and this is where my musical knowledge fails me. So you're going to have to help me out here. Okay. But I think I, I um, something about like the flow of the whole song. Um, like I felt like I was just able to like get into it and like vibe with it. Uh, like right off the bat. Whereas Ready For It, like it's taken me like, it took me, I don't know, probably like two years before I was actually like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, this is pretty, this is pretty dope. Um, so yeah, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna have to go with Brit Nicole on that Nice, one. nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm relieved. I haven't done one of these in months or years, but I'm relieved that I still got it. <laughs> yeah, you still, <laughs> you still, well listen, listen, at this one, I think I have to side with Taylor on the next two, just like out of principle. <laughs> But yeah, we'll see. That's why I warned Chris about before he got on the show. Everyone who thinks they cannot have an unbiased opinion or comes in biased towards either the mainstream or the kingdom artist ends up having a lot of respect for the other artists by the time they leave. That's not to say that they abandon their fandom. It just means that they show some respect for who's on the other side. Mm -hmm. And that's what the gist of the show is all about. Anyway, let's get into round numero dos. We're going to switch up the order a little bit, starting with Brit Nicole. Again, we're still on this ready pun. Ready or not featuring Lecrae. Uh, Brit. Cray. Ready. Or not. Yeah. Let's go. I tried to cover my shine.
little light of mine It's time to let it shine a bit Cause there's no point in hiding it It's everything I am The source of all my hope And it's the reason why I stand eh, 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 eh. I pledge allegiance to being somebody real There's no more holding it back I'm showing them how I feel Cause love is more than a word It's a noun and a verb And hiding is absurd You heard? Ready or not, Lecrae and Britt Nicole up against. Cause baby, now we got bad blood. You know it used to be mad love. So take uh, a look what you've done. Uh, Cause baby, now we got bad uh, blood. Hey, I can't take it back. Look where I'm at. We was OG like DOC, remember that? My DOC was quite OD, ID my facts. Now POV of you and me, similar Iraq. I don't hate you, but I hate to critique, overrate you. These beats of a dark cart use baselines to replace you. Take time and erase you. Love don't hear no more, no, I don't fear no more. But it hit respect and quite sincere no more.
Bad Blood by Taylor Swift featuring Kendrick Lamar. Going up against Brit Nicole featuring Lecrae with Ready or Not. This time I'm going to throw him in the deep water and give Chris the first comments. Yeah, throw me in the deep water. <laughs> I All right, so this one's interesting. We were talking... So, so Ready or Not is like a very... Um, it feels very much like 2012 Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. yeah, it feels very safe. It's got that like... I don't know, 2012 had like, um, all right, so again, help me out here. It, 2012, in, as I remember it, like the pop music that was coming out then was either very like synthy and felt like it was borrowing from like, almost like EDM, I would say yeah. more than anything else. Or it had this very like bubblegummy, like call me maybe, yes. like kind of feel to it. Um, so I kind of feel like I'm comparing two things from two totally different eras because by the time 1989 came out, um, pop music was in like a totally different place, at least as far as I was aware. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I uh, I love Bad Blood um, so much. I and like I don't know that like the you know, Ready or Not just didn't move the needle for me. It was like oh yeah, it's a 2012 pop song. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna give it to Bad Blood on this one. Taylor mm-hmm. wins. Yeah, it's kind of a wash for me on this one. I believe Ready for and Ready was a much better uh, back-to-back opposition than this one. Um, first of all, um, I was explaining to Chris, and again, not dissing CCM in any fashion or, or way, but at the same time, CCM, people got to remember, is a market within itself. It's not a free pass for just because, oh, I said Jesus and I want to make mainstream music, I can get signed by CCM label. No, it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much owned by most of the mainstream labels anyway, so the same rules apply both ways. You may think your favorite worship artist is singing just for the worship. No, they're making money, buddy. Anyway, <laughs> but um, they got rules to follow. They got people to please. Uh, sorry, I see you at the 8.3. Anyway, but um, basically, Ready or Not was a very suffocated Lecrae. It didn't give him room to breathe. Lecrae has always been like an in-and-out um, presence within the CCM world, where some people know him as the only Christian rapper in existence, while others feel others feel like, okay, we'll tolerate you for a little bit. We're not going to tolerate you later. Um, so I guess Brit Nicole was trying to please both sides, or maybe it was the label's fault. We don't know. Um, but basically, Lecrae was not given enough room to breathe, as you can easily tell. Kendrick Lamar's presence was felt from beginning to end of the song. And uh, Taylor, I gotta give it, she was giving some pretty decent vocals here. We'll save her best vocals for last. It's not even gonna be in our competition. Now I'm gonna guess what those are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I gotta give it to Bad Blood. There's not really anything much else to say. It's uh... And then that bridge part, I think uh, people were memeing and reposting that one line Band Aids don't fix bullet holes. I mean, Taylor Swift has so many quotables in her lyrics, and it's insane. So props to her. Anyway. So we got one tied round and one Taylor win round. So in a tied round, nobody wins, meaning no one gets a point. So because this is a decisive round, Taylor's one up on Brit now. So going into the final, we're going to either end up in a tie or Taylor's going to take it home. Let's see. All right. I believe in her. (laughs) Let's hope this is the round you've been waiting for, hopefully. Everything has changed, Taylor and Ed Sheeran. You good to go? This morning when I woke Is I know something now Know something now I didn't before And all I've seen Since 18 hours ago Is green eyes and freckles And you smile and the 
Everything has changed by Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran. That's going to be followed up with Brit Nicole Found by You, um, co written by Brandon Heath. Here we go. I'm a little girl. I'm just 
Changed by Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift. I came into this probably predicting that I would have gave it to Everything Has Changed easily, hands down. But Found By You is not a song I listen to often, but every time I go back and listen to it, there's such a special tangibility, 
heartfeltness I feel in that song that you don't hear in a lot of love or worship songs uh, to Christ. Almost like, I think Little Girl is the perfect lyric because it feels like Brit Nicole is taking on that little girl persona that I just want to be comforted by my daddy God. Um, I don't have to figure out this crazy world around me. Uh, just being found by Jesus is enough. Um, the sentiment of that is really hard uh, to critique because I think she encapsulates it so well. Everything has changed uh, is a bit more of a deeper dive. You have to give it a few more listens to get the totality of the story and its lyrical genius. Um, but I, I'm going to give it to Found By You. Wow. What about you, Chris? Wow. Yeah, I, I, so, uh, I don't want to make like a, like a too broad of a statement, so I'll just say, so my, my struggle with the song like Found By You is that it's, um, it feels like for most of the song, the actual story is, is kind of being obscured mm. and it's mostly these kind of vague spiritual, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm stressed out or I, I want to be found or I, like I, and there's not like a lot of like, I don't know, for me, what I love in a song is like, I love, I love, I, I want you to tell me your story, right? Or, or whatever story you're telling, right? But I want you to tell that story. So instead of trying to tell like the story of everyone who's ever felt stressed, just tell this, this story, right? Um, so I don't know if that's what Brit Nichols doing at all. I just, that was kind of the vibe that I got is it felt very vague. Um, for me, everything has changed is just like, I don't know. It's like, it's got so many like unbelievable, like the one that stood out to me, this, this listen through, uh, that I, I don't know if I've just never heard it before. Uh, but your eyes look like coming home. It's just like such a great line, right? Um, yes, I just, I gotta give it to everything's changed. I love the specificity. I love the story. It's just like, it feels like I, um, this is, I'm actually curious what you think about this. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd stand by this. It feels like a song that could belong on folklore. Um, Talk about found by you or this, uh, no, everything has everything changed. changed. Everything has changed. Oh, so musically it would have to be different. But in terms of like the vibe and like the lyrical, I don't know, excellence, I feel like it could be on folklore. I think even a tad bit softer version could have fit on folklore. Mm -hmm. I, I do agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. um, even though we have oppo opposing votes, it sounds like. Yeah. I highly respect the reasoning behind your vote because I'm also one of those types where I feel like both the church and mainstream for far too long on both sides, both sides are guilty of this. They write too often for the masses and not enough personal songs. Uh, I think that's what makes Taylor stand out for you in a way, even though I hate the way she gets those songs. Um, <laughs> because it sounds so personal and you mm -hmm. can tell it describes the person she's talking about or to herself in that situation. Yeah. It makes it all that more special. And, and when she's able to do that, what, so like I go to a song like Enchanted, right? Yeah. Which to me is like the perfect encapsulation of what it feels like to have a crush on someone, right? Yes. But it's she does it by getting very, very specific about how she's feeling and about this time that she met this guy. And like, like she never moves into like, this is what it feels like to have a crush on someone. Yeah. Um, but because she's so specific, you're able to be like, Oh, no, no, no. That is what it feels like. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah, absolutely. So in closing, what are your final thoughts on the Brit Nicole tracks you heard this evening? Are you still a massive Taylor fan? Or what's your perspective on both sides at the moment before we close out? Well, still a massive Taylor fan, obviously. Know, obviously. <laughs> um, I, I will say, I, um, 
either either I haven't ever heard Brit Nicole before or I've heard her like in in passing and it's never like clicked for me. So I I definitely respect her a lot more than than when I came in. I knew who she was, but I didn't really know much about her, and I just kind of sorted her into like. You know, she's you know, just another CCM artist or whatever, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely am intrigued. I'm intrigued. So, Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Very good. Very good. All right. So now, counting back on the score, that means another tie, which means Taylor won, one up, even though the other two were in. Oh, she, oh, she won. Yeah, it was two ties and one win. So gotcha, ta- gotcha. Taylor yeah, takes yeah. it home. There we go. So I'm gonna be following a kind of a. Not really a newish rule, but kind of a new rule for me. Whoever wins the round, whether it be the Christian or mainstream artist, or wins the the overall, is going to be part of the closing music for the show. Um, of course, you don't have to stay. This is going to be part of the edit later on. Um, so basically, I got to give a shout out to Lily Jean Mabob Chin. <laughs> I know that's a mouthful. Lily Jean's not my love. I had to do that. Anyway, even though she hates that joke. <laughs> um, shout out to Lily. She was supposed to make it uh, like a little early on. But uh, but basically what happened is um, she needed a breather because she's been having such a hectic week. Um, but one thing she pointed out, I think it kind of was a relief in disguise for Chris because she did intend on sabotaging Taylor. Yeah, she but, she said she was just going to oppose Taylor at every turn, and <laughs> I didn't like that. <laughs> because uh, we kind of have a fair agreement that Taylor's not the best singer. But uh, to give a little bit more grace to her from what, in my humble opinion, is her best vocal performance, okay. uh, we're going to close out the show with I Don't Want to Live Forever, her feature with Zayn on the Fifty Shades Darker soundtrack. Uh, not promoting the movie, don't go watch it. <laughs> um, if you do, that's between you and God. And uh, also going to follow that up with a hip-hop track that's actually named 1989 Taylor Swift by Dre Murray. <laughs> <laughs> by Dre Murray featuring Tragic Hero. And it's not about what you think it is. It's actually a double metaphor. Anyway, uh, Chris has been so ha- lovely having you. Hey, thanks did for you, having me. This is fun. Yeah. Did you have? Well, you already said it. Um, how much fun did you have? And um, yeah, will you ever be willing to come back in the future? And that's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is awesome. This is awesome. I'd love <laughs> to come back. This is so much fun. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Take care, you guys. This has been the Metronomes, the new rebranding. Hopefully, this works out for the future. It's been such a great show. Thank you, Chris, for coming. All right. Take care, you guys. Enjoy the music. Keep calling your name until you come.
And a guy like with the scale, so the guy's iller, but we poke. When I went to school, man, I feel like I had everything to prove. Couldn't walk a day in my. And my whole life, they told us we low life. Opposed to pole lights, we ball or sell coke while holding your nose tight. Huh. Walk the strobe lights, hold this down bad control it. It's your life, you roll. Hoping that it goes right, I hit a cell keys. Seeing young virgins let me go in the cell weed. They don't see hoping any of they selfies. Playing tag with the devil, hoping that hell freeze. Cause they ain't no jobs, ain't no schools. All we do is mop, all we do is true. What we gon' do, we gonna survive, survive. Hello to the crew world, goodbye, goodbye. In a city full of fiends, living scenes from a World War Z. Might as well make a dollar every week huh? One stack, two stacks, three stacks Four and hits home with one of your own ODs That's life I can only tell you what I know Cause what I saw at age 10 I saw a month ago We lock doors, keep a burner in the top drawer If it pops off, cops come Visit gospel, but the power of the pen Give me pause, pause So I do it from the heart and not a puppet Always gotta be someone to run him out Hush. Words leak from my pores and they leave portraits Words still heavy With the book at Eli say We drowning in them sins of the CIA They target young black brown men Build a fence, no school if they do, then they teach y'all how to hate yourself.